You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast, there's an absolutely terrible song written by Trump extremists. I'm dubbing it the QAnon Quartet, though it's more than four people. It just rolls off the tongue. You have to hear these people. The QAnon Quartet has some famous people in it. Let's talk about some of the most notable, specifically Big Nick and Liz Crokin. These people are about as deep in the conspiracy rabbit hole as it gets. They're five minutes from wearing a tinfoil hat. Seriously, they seem to believe the government is trying to beam messages into our heads using high-frequency sound waves. There was a remedy for that back in the day. Tinfoil hats, for real. Mike Lindell showed up at a conference recently and told his story of coming out of addiction and making something of himself. Except it conflicts with other stories he's told about it. And I don't mean little inconsistencies, I mean glaring, obvious problems with the story. The dude went from addiction to nearly being a billionaire. His story's incredible enough as it is. Why does he have to lie about it? It's almost like he can't help himself. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. You can also leave a message for me in text form by going to my website, owenmorgan.com, clicking contact me in the menu. Voicemail is still the best way to get a hold of me. 1-800-701-8573. Keep it between 30 seconds and a minute, and I'm just about guaranteed to hear it. Guess what? Just got a couple of my Amish buddies shunned today by the Amish church. Over the years, there's been quite a few Amish men that reached out and wanted phones. So whenever they request to have a phone, I'll do everything I can to try to get them a phone. Not always can I do so, but in some circumstances, I have been able to get them a phone. Now, three of them replied back to me today and said, hey, I'm going to have to lay low for a while. I just got shunned. And I said, how'd that happen? They said, hey, that emergency alert that went off. Yeah, we had our phones on vibrate and it still went off. So uh, if you don't remember this, uh, not too long ago, there's like an emergency alert system test and the test system was capable of overriding your volume settings. That's what this guy is talking about right now. Apparently he gets cell phones for Amish people and the Amish had their phones on and that emergency alert overrode the system. That's actually really sad. Really, really sad. I got an email about it. I just want to read it real quick because this is a TYT segment and uh, I want to watch the rest of the TYT segment, but let's read the email real quick. Hi, Owen. Have you seen... uh, This is from Eli. Have you seen TYT's coverage of the Amish people that were shunned after their phones were discovered when the alert test made everyone's phone make some pretty loud noises? I know how you feel about TYT. I'm not a big fan of TYT. I don't agree with all their commentary, but I watch them a lot. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you know, it's a it's a network. They've got a lot of people involved in their system. So some of their stuff's good. Some of it's not so good. It's hit or miss. You know, I'm I'm kind of iffy on TYT generally. Anyway, they were laughing at the people who were shunned like it was a big joke. I don't know what's so funny about people losing their community, their partners, kids, parents, etc. Thanks for what you do. I love your stuff. Yeah, I appreciate the email. Very interesting. I wanted to watch the rest of this because this is really telling. It kind of reveals the general population's sentiment on what shunning is. I was a Jehovah's Witness. I am actively being shunned by my family right now. I haven't talked to my mom in 
really i haven't had a relationship with her in 20 years i think we've said a couple of words to each other over the that that time generally but it has affected me very deeply now when i was a jehovah's witness when i was in it i looked at amish and thought isn't it odd that they shun what a weird thing i wonder what that's like not even realizing that my own religion did that so listen to the rest of this clip where this guy describes it and how tyt reacts alert that went off yeah we had our phones on vibrate and it still went off (laughs) i'm not sure why that guy was laughing about it i will say when i heard about the emergency alert my first thought was oh prisoners who have phones they're gonna i know the prison guards are gonna use this as an opportunity to try to suss out those phones i hope they all turn them off never did i consider the implications for the amish And there's one of those people who was shunned. Their story is just so much crazier than even that because when the alert went off, the elders of their Amish community were at his house. I'm not really sure why she's laughing about this. I'm going as charitable as humanly possible and assuming that she was like me before I understood this. Shunning is life-ending. People actually check out because of what happens and it is so much more common than people realize it's almost quaint that she doesn't really understand how serious it is again i'm not going to blame her for this because i kind of viewed it the same way i didn't realize how pervasive this was how destructive to people's lives it is and how it's used as a weapon against countless people So we'll be as charitable as humanly possible and assume she's just unaware. Question him about something else they wanted to show him for. Take a look. The one guy said the the elders were coming in his driveway and they were there to speak with him about something that they heard about him, that he might have to get shunned, you know. They got to check up on it to see if it's true. Right when that was going on, the alert went off and he was in his pocket. Now he's getting shunned for both. Whatever they were after to shun him and also the cell phone. I'm not really sure why this guy is laughing. This is terrible. This is really deeply devastating, honestly. He got double shot. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. And if you're like me and you had no idea. He got double shot, that poor guy. They're kind of saying it like it's kind of thing where like, oh, my God, his ice cream scoop fell on the floor. Oh, that poor guy. Man, he just spent like three bucks on that ice cream cone and he really wanted to eat it. And now it's gone. That's not really what happened at all. And it's kind of it's kind of sad that this is a general sentiment. Again, I'm not blaming her. I'm I'm blaming general society or I'm bl- honestly I'm blaming myself for not getting the message out to more people that how destructive shunning is, you know? We really need to make people in our lives understand how deeply damaging this is. You had no idea. You had a vague idea of what shunning meant but you didn't actually understand how it worked in practice really quaint i did some you know deep deep research on a website called amishpedia to figure it out for you it says amish shunning known as maidung is a practice in which an individual is completely cut off from social economic and religious relationships with other community members it continues on the shunned individual is often considered dead to the community and is avoided at all costs the duration of the shunning varies it can last for years or even a lifetime if the shunning 
shun person repents, they are accepted back into the community. And Jake, <laughs> I, I, I just, it's kind of tacky to laugh here, right? Again, I'm not blaming her. I feel like she should probably do a little bit more heavy research before doing such a serious topic. It feels kind of like laughing about somebody getting the death sentence. I mean, they're they're very similar, right? I heard so much about right wingers, you know, saying that we were going to become zombies because of the uh, test on our phones. But like I said earlier, I'd never considered how this might impact Amish people who aren't quite ready to leave their communities behind, but still. Yeah, so uh, the the emergency test broadcast thing went to everybody's phone at a certain time. I think mine was 2.20 p.m. And QAnoners believed that that was the signal they were sending out. Like, this entire time, QAnon has been claiming that there's graphene oxide in the vaccine. And anybody that gets a vaccine can have that graphene oxide activated by 5G in their cell phones and... All they have to do is activate the 5G and, you know, a million people just gone like that. They've been saying that for years. This one is from uh, 2021, early August 2021. This is Pete Santilli and a former Congress member or maybe she's just a candidate for Congress, Deanna Lorraine. She's also an InfoWars correspondent, if you will, like an InfoWars talking head or whatever. Check this out. The people now that are learning more about the adverse impact of getting vaccinated there's no adverse impact they're having regrets about it because nobody is having regrets about getting vaccinated we're hearing about this shedding nobody is hearing about shedding it's not happening you live in a fantasy land uh that's going on and vaccine shedding the shedding and and also um the, the the activation of the graphene oxide is that there is no graphene oxide in the vaccine actually sitting there dormant but if it gets energized by something like 5g it actually kills all the cells around it i've had 5g on my phone for two years now and i've gotten all four of my vaccines or whatever however many that is so <laughs> crazy to me i mean can you imagine if they just like activate and said oh, all right a million people are going to be gone that's the thing that's crazy to this dude <laughs> anyways so that was you know that never happened of course that never came to fruition but QAnoners, like these two people right here seemed to believe that this emergency test that was going through was going to be the signal that was going to turn them into like zombies or kill them or whatever it is you know activate that graphene oxide that isn't even in the vaccine just absurd he's behind but still want to feel connected to the world well, first, I, I want to say. So I, I did listen to this entire segment um, in, you know, talking to the emailer. For what it's worth, Jenk comes back and, you know, gives a really good response here. Well, first, I, I want to say uh, my favorite thing in the world now is an Amish TikToker. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's kind of an odd thing, right? Hey, now, granted, he's former Amish. That's why you can see he began to grow in, grow in the mustache, but hadn't quite gotten there. Anyways, um, so uh, look, the idea of shunning is super interesting to me. Everything the Amish do are su- super interesting. They also do something called uh, Ruma Springa, uh, that uh, the when after kids get to a, a point where they're about to uh, become an adult, they get one year off from being Amish. 
and they can go nuts. They could do coke, they could have a technology, they could have a fridge, um, and then they come back. And but uh, They don't always do that, but that's true. Sometimes they do, and it's not always an easy thing to plan or orchestrate. I mean, you have no money, you have no nothing. How are you going to get out of the town, let alone rent an apartment and have a job and everything? It's going to be a hard uphill battle and it's going to be completely unfamiliar to you it's not going to be fun at all it's basically like being shunned for a year that's what happens you're shunned for a year effectively it's it's not it's not really good it's not a good way to introduce them to any of that stuff hey if you violate the rules after that my dung which is also hilarious come on anyways uh but what's interesting to me is it's also a little bit of a Telling story about the bubbles that we live in. You know, we talk about the Trump, I and mean, earlier in the show, we talked about is it a cult, is it not? I talk about the mainstream media and how they set up a cult in some ways of the politicians are wonderful and awesome and etc. Um, but the Amish there, they really, really believe that that you know we shouldn't do any technology, we should live in the 17 or 1800 times and get frozen in time. And if anyone violates anything like this, Shun them, shun them. And shunning is no joke because humans. See, now Jenk is coming back and setting the record straight in a kind way. I appreciate that. Like, I don't like Jenk. I think he's like off the rails on some things. Uh, Anna also, I think, completely off the rails on some things. And I, I think they're both populists and they, they breed far right extremists. I don't know how this keeps happening. Jimmy Dore came out of the Young Turks. And Dave Rubin came out of TYT. Like, I don't get it. They're always on a weird side of every issue. Anyway, neither here nor there. He is on the right side of this issue, luckily. And and I appreciate that he's saying it in a kind way to her. Not shutting her down and chastising her and treating her like garbage. I, I wouldn't be a fan of that. I'm glad that he's coming in with a light touch and saying it's no joke. This... Shun them, shun them. And shunning is no joke because humans are social animals. And when you uh, reject them from the community, like for, for a human being, almost nothing hurts worse. So it sounds funny, but it has a s severe consequence for the people who get shunned. And remember, they don't know that they live in this. I mean, they have some sense that they are outsiders and, and, and different from everyone else, but they don't know that the rest of us think they're like kind of crazy and they could bust out any time. But remember, they're not crazy. They're not stupid. They're normal human beings who just grew up in that bubble. And that's why I think that story is so interesting. I really appreciate everything that he said there. That was absolutely spot on. Again, I don't like the way that Jenk and Anna and the other people on this, on TYT, the network, process things and talk about things. I don't like it. I think it's terrible. But overall, this is he did a phenomenally good job on this specific segment right here. And again, he didn't treat her like an idiot. He didn't chastise her or make her feel bad or lower or anything. He just tried to set the record straight so that she understood. There's a power imbalance between the two of them because she's an employee and he is the employer and they're in front of a big audience. It would have it would have been a completely inappropriate place for Jenk to have, you know, dressed her down, for lack of a better term, on this issue. I think he did the right thing. Kind of joke around a little bit and then set her straight. 
know very little about uh, Amish culture. I and the idea of technology. I know it's a you know a, a, a it was birthed out of like most or a lot of religion out of a split between two other denominations in in 16 Switzerland. I I just am. I, I want to know the definition. Who defined technology? Like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable as? Well, I can answer that. I believe it was a split from the Protestant church. The Protestant church and the Anabaptists split off from each other. Anabaptists moved to the Germanic region, Russia, German, Germanic region. And then the Anabaptists split further into Mennonites and Amish. And then the Amish fractured into a million pieces. Basically, it depends on the Amish community that you're a part of, or even the Mennonite community you're a part of. A lot of Mennonites don't like using much technology either. They're a little bit less serious about technology use than the Amish, but it largely depends on the schism or on the uh, sect. That's S-E-C-T, sect. It depends on the sect that they're a part of, where their line is, so pertains to usable technology because the fact that someone is using a wagon someone else may consider that technology oh it is yes it's technology for sure it's just they drew a line here because they believe that this is what god wanted them to do or whatever i think the idea that you can lose your entire family and also livelihood for a an alert message it to me is scary beyond scary the idea that you are left out here alone never being able to uh, be a part of your community anymore because the alert went off is scary. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, it, it it actually causes a form of PTSD called RTS, religious trauma syndrome. And it's not just, oh, trauma, you know, I got trauma from being in religion. That's not what it is. Or, oh, I don't like religion anymore. It's not like that. I mean, you start jumping at loud pops. You start having nightmares the whole nine yards, the same symptoms that anybody with PTSD has. It is a form of PTSD, it's something that I have, actually. And a lot of people probably have and don't even realize. And I can't wrap my head around it. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'll say one more thing. First of all, don't be sorry. You can offend Amish all you like. They, they're not watching. Um, uh, so, and if they are, they should be shunned. Okay, I'm kidding. You should not be shunned. Okay, I have another love for love for you, but I want everyone to bust out of their bubbles. But the point I was going to make is, if your community banishes you, please go find another community because... 100%. It, you're not the problem, they're the problem. Like, banishing people based on violations of etiquette, not even a crime, not even hurting someone else, but on some BS etiquette left over from hundreds of years ago, there's communities that would love to have you and that are loving. You don't have to stay in that exact community. Absolutely agreed on that. I, I can't endorse that position enough. And um, what's more, sadly, I actually looked for ex-Amish and ex-Mennonite YouTubers. I did find an ex-Mennonite, but she didn't really talk about Mennonite stuff very often. It was only a couple of videos on her channel on YouTube. And I found one ex-Amish, and he only posted like two videos total with like 130 views between them. And then he just never posted again. So they're just, you know, it's hard to bust out of that community. Very hard. And if you do bust out of the community, you've never even seen a computer in your life, let alone used one. What are the chances you're going to figure out how to upload YouTube videos and do editing and all of that other stuff? It's just sad, man. Anyway, thank you for the email, Eli. I appreciate that. It was uh, an interesting subject to touch on.
And uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of TYT, but uh, Jenk was on point on this one. And I'm just going to chalk up all the other stuff to a lack of understanding or knowledge. Try to be charitable. Owen, my name is Joseph. I'm from Long Island. And I've been a fan of your, your channel for a while, before you even moved to New York. I was calling because I read a recent uh, episode where a caller was remarking about how you thought that um, you you didn't say it, but you thought that Jesus was a gay man. And you asked. Well, let me just clarify. I made a joke about the fact that Jesus was never married. It doesn't like make note of him being with any women at all, really, in the Bible. But he's always being followed around by like 12 other dudes. And I just, you know. Kind of joking. It's a flippant remark. Yeah. I got a voicemail from somebody who was upset about that, said it was insulting to imply that he was gay. My response is, why is it offensive that, to imply that he's gay? There is speculation that he had a relationship with Mary Magdalene. There are apocryphal books where it basically spells that out for us. So if you're not offended by that, why would you be offended by the possibility that he was with Peter instead or something? That... that that was the previous voicemail. That's the voicemail that this caller is referencing here. Just give you a little context. Hey, man, and you asked the question, what would be the problem if he was a gay man? The problem would be is that as a Christian, he didn't come here to get married. He didn't come here to have children. He came here to save us from our sins. And I understand that you're an atheist. You know, you're an atheist now. I can understand that. Oh, we'll get to the rest of voicemail in a second. I can get that. I, I understand your position on that. The point is that he was not here to marry people. He was not here to have children or whatever. But Jesus was not an only child. He had siblings. He had an entire life. If you read some of the other apocryphal books that arguably belong in the Bible, but were rejected by you know, a council like hundreds of years ago or thousands or whenever it was for one reason or another if you accepted those books then you would have a much clearer idea of what jesus life as a child was he lived a full normal life by and large as a matter of fact there's one apocryphal gospel that again arguably belongs in the bible that describes jesus having a serious temper and Joseph and Mary doing everything they could to keep him inside and away from people because anybody that crossed him, any bullies, anyone that he didn't like, anyone that even looked at him wrong died. So I don't know. There's a, like a lot to Jesus that was there's a lot more to Jesus in the stories than simply he was a guy that got baptized by John the Baptist and then got strung up on the cross for our sins. There's a lot more to his story than that. A lot more. He had a life and siblings and friends and family and followers. And he affected the lives of everybody around him in some unique way. As a matter of fact, it, it could be argued that maybe it was his responsibility to get married and have children, actually. To pass on, you know, God's line or whatever. Anyways, I don't know. I mean, if Jesus isn't allowed to get married, then why is anyone else allowed to get married? He was serving God. Aren't we supposed to be serving God? At any rate, that's not the point that the other caller was making. I got the impression the other caller was kind of unhappy about the implication that he was gay. Just plain and simple. 
had nothing to do with whether or not he, he should have been married. It was really for that color. I, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, color. I'm assuming that originally, the original caller was upset by the implication that he was gay. I understand that you're an atheist. You know, you're an atheist now. But there is a God. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I know that you want, you know, proof. You want to be able to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. But this No, no, I don't need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I need any evidence. I will take almost anything. Right now, the world looks exactly as it would look if there were no God. I need some, like, uh, uh, anything. I'm grasping at straws here. I want this to be true. Please. I want to know that there's something out there, you know, after I close my eyes for the final time. I don't want to die and, and that be it. I want there to be something beyond that. I just cannot believe it. I simply can't. Because there is no evidence. Like, none. Now, you want to base it off of faith. That's perfectly okay. You can base it off of faith. That's what everybody does. That's fine with me. I just can't do it off of faith. I need just a little bit more than that. Sorry I keep interrupting the voicemail. I'll let it play. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I know that you want you know, proof. You want to be able to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. But there's very few things in life where we know beyond a shadow of a doubt. The only problem I have with your, your show is that you kind of skirt the issue about the religious aspect of it, and that's important to me. Even though I was, you know, even though I question things from time to time, I think in the end uh, there's a lot of people in your audience that do believe that God exists. and that Jesus Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to interrupt again. I'm sorry. Yeah, there are a lot of listeners in my audience that are Christian, and that's 100% fine with me. In fact, I appreciate that they're here, because ultimately my goal is to shut down Christian extremism. I want to shut down Christian nationalism and QAnon and, and cults of various types. I have no interest in putting an end to Christianity or whatever. That's, like, not on my list of goals, so... There's a lot of people in your audience that do believe that God exists and that Jesus Christ died for our sins. Thank you so much. I love the episode between where you had your daughter on. And uh, keep up the good work. I've learned a lot by listening to your channel. Have a good day. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. It was very interesting. Like I said, I think that your position on it is a little bit different than the other callers. Again, I, you know... The other caller was not here to speak for themselves, so we, we can only assume. But, yeah, an interesting uh, voicemail, interesting subject, interesting perspective on it. I, I appreciate that. Cootmaster, what about surviving the near plane crash? Yeah, I was in a plane crash or a near plane crash, an emergency landing. I was in a, an emergency landing on an airplane last year, and uh, it was a deeply disturbing situation. But the thing is, belief in an afterlife or in God is not something you choose. The Christians in the audience are not choosing every day to believe that God is real. You're not choosing that. That's something that just, that's a conclusion you reached. It's a conclusion I reached that the God of the Bible, you know, the God of Trump extremists, the God of QAnoners, isn't real. It's a conclusion I reached. And honestly, 
I can't think of a single thing that would convince me that QAnoners God is real. The God that is supposed to be all powerful, but is not stepping in to stop anything, who is relying on old Joe over there with his AR-15 to like resolve the world's problems. I don't know what they, you know, I don't know what kind of a bizarre warped view of God they have, but I can just about guarantee it's not real. I, I would, I'm literally betting my life on the idea that that God is not real. I think at best, the absolute most charitable you could say is God created everything and then walked away. That was it. He was done with it beyond that point. And all of the denominations out there, all of the writings and philosophical positions and conclusions that people have reached is all bullshit. It was based on information that they read out of the text that wasn't there in the first place. And a lot of the original text from the Bible is made up nonsense. And we know that for a fact. The book of John has made up stories in it, a bunch of them. That story about Jesus saying he who is without sin should cast the first stone, that's fake. That, that story doesn't belong in the Bible. It was added after the fact. The last chapter of the book of Mark is fake. doesn't belong there. The book of Revelation is not really a, a part of the Bible. It shouldn't be. So anyways, that's my position on it. I would love to believe in a God. I, I simply don't. I simply can't. Hi, Owen. My name's Hunter. I'm from Indiana. And I know this happened a while ago, but I wanted to get your opinion on when South Park got censored when they wanted to depict the uh, Islamic prophet Muhammad and whether you agree or disagree with Comedy Central censoring them out of fears of Islamic terrorist threats. So if you could answer this sometime, I would greatly appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. Bye. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll go ahead and answer it. I don't talk about Islam very often. Almost never. Uh, and it's not because, like, I don't think it needs to be criticized. It absolutely does. It's a, a lot of people on the left who are also atheists talk about Islamophobia a lot. And, and there's kind of a stereotype out there where, like, people on the left who who talk about Islam are, are always positive about it. I'm not. I don't think Islam is good. I would like to see Islam as an idea erased from earth and i want all of the muslims to come to their senses and realize what this has driven them to do and how deeply damaging it's been to them and their lives their families lives and their society and everything since that's not happening i don't believe that we should allow their faulty conclusions and terrorism and extremism to affect what we do so it was Comedy Central's decision to censor Muhammad. I don't really have a huge problem with that if that's what they chose to do. I mean, it's it's clever in its own way. Having a big censor bar like that, it's making its own point, right? This is something that we can't show. Personally, honestly, I think I would have censored it simply because it's making a point. But I don't think that they should be forced to. I think they should have been allowed to show it if they wanted. That's just me.
course, there's this rule about not depicting Muhammad in any imagery that's like super against the rules in Islam. It's like super offensive to them. But yeah, I'm sorry. I, you know, we got to live in peace and we got to get along. We all live in the same world and we all have different cultures and we got to tolerate the fact that we're different from each other. So anyway, that's my position. Uh, thank you for the call. Next up, there's an absolutely terrible song written by Trump extremists. I'm dubbing it the QAnon Quartet, though it's more than four people. It just rolls off the tongue. You have to hear these people. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. Only he will bring us closer when we fall to our knees. And he'll lift us from the ground so that everyone can see that we never lost our freedom. It's in his glory. This is bad dude this is a QAnon song that was put together by uh just a bunch of QAnoners like a ton of them primarily I think Jeremy Levy is his name or Jimmy Levy he was on American Idol and he got pretty far actually and he turned out to just be like this MAGA rapper dude I'm telling you when I get older I'm gonna have a permanent brow furrow like this permanent brow furrow from all of the crazy that I see day in and day out. He just, he produced this brand new song and included every major QAnon figure in it. So I want to start out by going through the song. I want to listen to the whole thing beginning to end, talk about what's in it and what, you know, what they're talking about and what any of it means. And we're going to do breakdowns of some of the more famous people that did guest appearances in here, okay? So this guy that we're listening to right here, this guy is Big Nick. He's a TikToker with somewhere around 2.3 million subbies, I think. Very famous and absolutely terrible. He is insane. If you want to hear about him, stick around. I'll be covering him in the next video. But for now, let's talk about the song and the heavy lifting whatever computer had to do to auto-tune the hell out of it it's like michael flynn here it's like he's stating what he wanted to say just stating it and auto-tune is working overtime just frying that cpu trying to turn it into something that plausibly sounds like a, a singing voice only he will bring us closer when we fall to our knees he's seriously just stating it right is this not just him stating it He's in a song, man. To be fair, actually, like when we get into the song a little bit, you'll see the whole group. There are some people in here that are really, really QAnon famous and didn't sing a single line. Like this guy over here, Grant Stinchfield, I think is his name in the left right next to Big Nick. He never said a word in the song, and that's probably his best bet. That was a wise decision. If you don't have any formal musical training or singing voice or whatever if you don't know how to do it don't don't try without training okay in a professional environment where you know millions of people are going to be listening just don't i don't care if you have auto-tune matter of fact that makes it worse anyway let's listen to the song here we'll skip to the beginning Amidst a firmament consumed by the oppressive grip of government overreach and tyrannical control 
a man by the name of Jimmy Levy emerged. That's a dude that went through American Idol, almost went to the end. Poised to make a difference. Fueled by the Holy Spirit, he set out to bring together a group of gifted individuals. United by a common thread, they poured their souls into recording the timeless and evocative hymn of freedom. Hymn. A hymn of freedom. It's a religious song is how they're framing it. And it's full of QAnoners, all right? So let's listen to it, shall we? You can take all our money, but you can't have our soul. You can burn down our buildings, and we'll still find a home. He's got a beautiful singing voice, really. He knows how to sing for real. Listen to what he does here. Buildings, and we'll still find a home. You hear that little, oh, like that little uh, trilling that he did? Vibrato is what it's called. A lot of the time, people try to cover up their poor singing with vibrato. That is not what he was doing. He was using it appropriately. And also, what is wrong with this beard? What is happening with this? There's something deeply wrong with this beard. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's satanic. I feel like I want to say the beard is satanic. Should I go that far? Oh, yeah, and about that they'll burn down our buildings thing. You can burn down our buildings. Give me a break, man. That didn't happen, okay? None of that happened. I live in New York City. There's this whole thing where QAnoners and, and the right in general, honestly, just the right, claim that Black Lives Matter burned down New York City, burned down Portland and Seattle, Washington, and all these other places in Spokane, Washington. I was told recently by a voicemail caller that I pronounced it wrong when I said Spokane. I apologize for that one. Spokane, Washington. They're all standing, guys. They weren't burned to the ground. Matter of fact, there were a couple of buildings that were burned down at various points. There were a couple of fires lit. That's true. But would it surprise you to find that many of the fires that were lit, or at least some, some of the fires that were lit were actually lit by right-wing neo-Nazi provocateurs. According to Reuters News and AP News, the far right wants to turn this whole they can burn down our buildings thing into like this point of persecution. First of all, the people who live in these cities realize that it's not dangerous at all. And they're, you know, it's not being burned to the ground. And uh, second, the people singing this probably don't live in those cities, so they have no idea if this is true or not. They're just assuming it is. And we'll still find a home. We really good singer. We'll all stick together and we'll never surrender. We won't give up our freedom. It's got almost like a raspy sound to it, you know? It's really, really good and he's absolutely on key now that may be because of autotune we know they're not above using autotune right but you can usually tell if somebody is a bad singer and using autotune to cover that up if he's using autotune i can't tell very impressive complete QAnon nutcase really good singer um, there were bright lights before it all went to dark and there what are they talking about? Bright light before it all went dark? White light divided our heart. What? In the blink of 
What are you talking about? Who was left with scars? Listen to man-made decisions Should've trusted God You can take all our money But you can't have our soul Who lost their money? Who had their money taken by... I don't know. Who, who takes money? What's his name? George Soros? Is George Soros taking your money or something? Who had that happen? Please inform me. One example. You could burn down our buildings and we'll still find a home. This woman right here, former Pussycat Doll from the band, the Pussycat Dolls. She's the only former band member to hit the Billboard charts for a single that she did, I think. I don't remember. Maybe she hit number one on the billboards. I don't remember what it was exactly. She's very famous. She was into acting, too, for a while. She's been in some very influential and, and famous uh, movies and TV shows and stuff. And apparently she's a QAnoner, too. Everybody on this stage is a QAnoner. And like I said, we'll get into it in, in another segment. Or if you just stick around to see the rest of this one, I'll talk about a couple of them. We will all stick together. Okay, she is a bad singer. You can hear Autotune trying to correct for the for the fact that she's completely off key. The other girl though was pretty good. We won't give up. You hear Autotune, it's like a robotic underwater sound that you're listening to. From the shores of California This is Forgiato Blow, another famous uh, QAnon rapper. We're going to be talking about him today, too, a little bit. Only he will bring us closer. Michael Flynn. When we fall to our knees. And he'll lift us from the ground. So that everyone can see. That we never lost our freedom. It's in his glory. We never lost our freedom. It's in his it's in history is that what he said okay let me tell you something about this song it's performed within a certain kind of range like a certain octave right it's not really like when you go outside of that range with like a single note you've got to really mean it and it's got to be good there's got to be a reason for that big nick went way up here for absolutely no reason and it and and autotune was struggling to keep up, dude. They probably burned through like six CPUs trying to autotune this guy's voice alone. You lift us from the ground, ground, so that everyone can see. You see, he went even higher with that, so that everyone like I can't even reach that octave. That's crazy. Dude's got some wicked vocal cords. Lift us from the ground. I mean, he doesn't know how to use those vocal cords, but he's got them, apparently. You lift us from the ground So that everyone can see That we never lost our freedom It's in his glory Like, I don't even know what that means. You can take all our money But you can't have our soul You can burn down our buildings And we'll still find a home Okay, she went with the classic intelligent decision to not vary her voice too much so 
auto-tune didn't have to do much struggling or jumping around. I don't believe that... I, I'm sure they used auto-tune on that. I, it didn't sound natural at all. But at least she didn't do the uh, Big Nick thing of going way up high inexplicably. This is uh, Liz Crokin. She is a QAnoner also. We're going to be talking about her in the next video. And she is about as extreme as it gets. Just keep watching. We'll get there. Oh, my God. Some of the stuff she says is crazy. We will all stick together and we'll never surrender. We won't give up our freedom. Okay, that one sounded like she had an interesting voice, but she doesn't know how to use it at all. That was very obviously auto-tuned to hell, right? This woman right here, she made an intelligent decision with auto-tune. And we'll never surrender. She did the huh thing, and when she goes, huh, she changes her pitch, right? So auto-tune has a lot less of a hard time trying to keep up with the, the absolute garbage she's throwing at it because she, she does the huh thing, picks a note, and stays there. Auto-tune can uh, kind of adjust it to where it belongs. Fascinating. Okay, now this guy's apparently a comedian. This next singer, never heard of him before. Oh, oh, you are running from left to right. Yeah, we find nothing on either side. We're living in doubt until we all just figure out that only God gives it to us. God gives us freedom. The Lord, he gives us freedom. And we just love his freedom. No, yeah, right here, this guy. This is Grant Stinchfield on the left. He's a, or was, he was a Newsmax host. You can only see like the bottom half of his face next to Big Nick here. And he's only in here for like half the song, weirdly. Never has a singing line. I don't even know why he's here. It's like they feel like they're so persecuted. Like they believe that they're being attacked by somebody. Honestly, they're singing about like losing their freedom. Who did you lose your freedom to? Who took it? Where did it go? This makes absolutely no sense. And it's an embarrassment. It's like a terrible embarrassment. Like everybody on this stage is filthy rich and hasn't lost anything to anybody. I mean, look, even this dude right here, uh, Michael Flynn, worked as a foreign agent against United States interests while in public office, undermined the authority of the U.S. president. He was somebody really high up in Obama's administration. Russia invaded Ukraine in 2014. Obama put sanctions on Russia. They don't say a word about it. And he's like, why didn't they say anything? That's unusual. Russia cries about everything. It turns out Michael Flynn told Russia, just stick it out. We're going to wait and see what happens. If Donald Trump wins this election, we're going to drop the sanctions. Lo and behold, Russia put time and effort and money into bot farms and propaganda networks, and Donald Trump wins the election. 
and drops the sanctions. Now, I don't know what you call that legally, but I call that treason. The guy was charged for working as a foreign agent in the United States, convicted and sentenced and pardoned by Donald Trump. Nobody on this stage is a victim. They are literally victimizers. They are people who have taken steps to hurt the United States intentionally. Okay, now they're going through the credits. Um, Trump Latinos, is that a band? Billboard charting duo? And this is number two of Trump Latinos, Billboard charting duo, apparently. Marcus Rogers, he's a pastor. I've never heard of Marcus Rogers. I gotta, you know what? I'm gonna write some of these names down since I'm thinking about it. Let's see, hang on. Dude, I bet I can get so much crazy stuff off of this dude. We'll see. We'll see what he has to say. Then we've got uh, Mises, Billboard charting rapper. Never heard of this one either. Jessica Sutta, she's the former Pussycat doll. Angela Stanton King, reality show star, pro-life advocate. Never never heard of her before. Forgiato Blow, that's who we're going to be talking about in a minute. Number one Billboard charting rapper, yeah. He is a MAGA rapper. He only ever talks about MAGA. It's insane. Michael Flynn, 18th Director of Defense Intelligence Agency, 24th U.S. National Security Advisor. Except if you notice, they have his name written down here as General Flynn. That's incorrect. He's not a general anymore. He had his rank stripped from him because he effectively committed treason. In my opinion, he committed treason. He's a traitor in spirit at the very least. Not only did he do do that stuff with Russia, you know what else he did? He worked with the Turkish government... The Turkish government is technically an ally of the United States, but they're like a far-right, nearly borderline dictatorship right now, right? And they want some of their political opponents dead. Like Erdogan is the uh, political leader there. He wants some of his opponents dead for some things. Now, one of his political opponents moved to the United States, escaped to stay safe. And Michael Flynn, while acting as the 18th, director of defense intelligence agency leader, national security advisor, or whatever, took a contract from Turkey to get this guy that Turkey wanted and bring him back to Turkey to face execution. Seriously, Michael Flynn belongs in prison. He deserves to rot there for the rest of his life. Instead, he's speaking a song and having Autotune do all the heavy lifting for him and making who knows how much money from it. It's an embarrassment. Yeah, this is Big Nick. He's just, God, we're going to talk about him. We'll get there. We'll get there. Liz Croak, an investigative journalist, not quite, known for iconic Out of the Shadows documentary. Now, I pulled up this documentary, and I'm going to take a look at it. I'm not sure if, we, if I want to watch it on air or not. We may. We may watch it. We'll see. Siggy Flicker, author, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay, Wow. Zoe Levy, I assume that this is Jeremy Levy's wife, singer-songwriter, former, former American Idol star. Yeah, I don't know. James McCoy Taylor, The Bachelorette. Okay. Where are they digging these people up from? King Bao, professional fighter. Bobby Take Naps Sauce. Is that his real name? Bobby Sauce with the nickname Take Naps? Okay. He's a comedian and political commentator. 
And then conservative ant, comedian, political commentator. Stella Escobedo, news anchor on One America News. Oh, my God. She's got to be psychotic then. Grant Stinchfield, hosted at Real America's Voice. Yeah, we're going to be talking about him, too. He used to be a Newsmax host. I guess he moved to Real America's Voice. Michelle Lubin Terrace, creator of Jexit Foundation, political activist, prayer warrior. Oh, my God. Prayer warrior. Imagine putting that on a resume. Inspiration for this song and video. Jill Donne, reality TV star, matchmaker, investigator, author. You, you can't just put whatever the hell you want on your resume. You can't just claim to be an investigator. Does she have, like, licenses? Has she ever worked in the field professionally? Or does she just wander around and shove her phone in people's faces and demand interviews from people she doesn't like? Like, I have no idea. And then Jimmy Levy, the director. Just painful, dude. Absolutely painful. So let's talk about some of these people. Today, I want to talk about Forgiato Blow. He was one of the people in there. And I want to talk about Michael Flynn and his connection to the evangelical world. So Forgiato Blow, actually, a little while back, he did another song called, wait, what was it? Was it Boycott Target? Yeah, I think it's Boycott Target. Give you a little bit of a cultural context. At the time, there was this big uproar about how Target had a pride section take pride section and some people found these take pride items like take pride wine i think they had and maybe like a a pride flag or something and they brought it from the pride end cap to the baby section and stuck it in an end cap in the baby section and took a picture of it and said look target is trying to make babies gay they're trying to come after your kids and all this other junk right that's how this Huge uproar over Target started. And at the time, Bud Light was facing some backlash simply for working with a trans influencer. That's it. Because they were trying to get into the trans influencer market or whatever. You know, whatever fans the trans influencer happened to have. Dylan Mulvaney, I think. Is that right? Anyway, he made a song about it. May 25th, 2023. And it's about as bad as you'd expect. I'm just going to... Skim through, listen to like a couple bars from it, okay? Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy, or Jeremy, I'm sorry. Jeremy Levy is in this song too. Apparently, Forgiato Blow and Jeremy Levy love working together. Got a sick beat though, right? My God, they know how to throw a beat together. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Let's just listen to those lyrics one more time. What was that? They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask because you all know what it is. They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't need to ask because you know what it is. What? why i keep it strapped because i'm always about my business he's saying that's why i always keep a gun on my hip because i'm about my business whatever that business happens to be one can only guess okay go on grade a lyrical writing so far i am loving it target target yeah they target kids target target 
dude. Imagine being the poor son of a that was working at Target this day, and you see some jagoffs in a cart shaking up these bottles of wine like they're shake weights or something. It's just embarrassing and painful. Is that wrong? Trying to play with the kids. It's the mayor of Megaville. I'm preaching again. You know the LGBTQ the wins. Okay, now think about this. Let's just step back. Look at what we're look at what we're looking at here. Think about this. What are we looking at? We're looking at Forgiato Blow complaining about gay or just pride, I guess. Pride at Target. And noting the fact that there are tampon boxes that are pink and also some that are blue. I have to imagine his complaint, the reason he put this in, is because he thinks that the blue ones are for boys and the pink ones are for girls. I don't know what else, what other point he could be making with this. Like, it is so bottom of the barrel stupid. I don't even know what to do with it. This book he's holding up here, R Rainbow High Yearbook, this has nothing to do with LGBT anything. And if you look closely, I mean, this this thing has existed for like out of 30 years or something. It's a it's a brand or whatever. It's a, a whole thing that has nothing to do with being gay. It, it The main theme that you'll notice through this entire video is he is looking at things that he believes to be part of an agenda that aren't. Tampon boxes that are pink and blue. They're simply different brands. Rainbow High Yearbook. It's just a book. It's not even about gay stuff. And here's something else I notice. So they're in the toy aisle complaining about target targeting your kids, right? I'm not seeing anything, like, questionable in this toy aisle, right? So if we just skip forward a little bit, you'll notice there's a guy pointing out a thing here like what is this why would they have this in the toy aisle this is terrible what is this exactly what is it it's a truck it's a toy truck in the truck aisle okay there's nothing wrong with a truck in the truck aisle what is it what is he complaining about i don't understand what his big hang-up is did he just pick some random toy and point at it on the shelf is he just pissed off that they're selling toys to kids what is gay about this truck I don't understand. Yeah, they target and target, target. Yeah, they target kids. Target, target. Yeah, they target and. Okay, so this this end cap right here is the only gay thing that I have actually seen in this target so far in this music video. It's rainbow colored wine, and uh, I think they're above it. I think they're rainbow beers. It's just a little pride end cap with. Take pride alcohol. That's it. Very clearly not made for kids. Unless they think they're trying to get kids to drink wine. I don't know. So they just keep flipping between a, a take pride wine end cap and the toy aisle. Wine end cap and the book aisle. The children's book aisle. Wine end cap and the, the tampon aisle. Seriously. I mean, does it get any more ridiculous? Here's uh, the top part of it. See, you can see this is, uh, I guess it's just like canned wine. I've never heard of that before. And Stella Rosa bottled wine. I don't even know what that is. And these people are patriots, they claim. So anyway, the whole thing is just ab absurd and not based in reality at all. These people couldn't even find enough stuff in this store to make a realistic looking 
piece of propaganda. It's all ridiculous, all of it. As if that's not enough, Forgiato Blow goes on Fox News right when this released, late May 2023, to talk about how these kids are being manipulated and how disgusting that is. I think it's just showing what the world needs. Like I said, you know, it all starts with the children. Somebody has to stand up for the kids. Somebody has to stand up for the children. That's where they start with, you know, this agenda with the, with the younger group. Um, they're easily uh, manipulated by uh, making them feel like, you know, this is what everybody's doing. This is what you should be doing. And it's, uh, it's just not right. It's not it's right at all. These people live in a fantasy land, man. I am. I'm not joking. Like, I don't even know what to do with this. They think kids are being manipulated by take pride wine. That is all they could have found. You know how I know that's the only thing that was in that Target store? They go to this Target store, the only thing that said take pride on it anywhere was wine. I know that because that's the only thing they showed. I am 100% certain if they could have found a single thing to display in a kid's section that could have plausibly applied to kids in any way, they would have shown it. Anyway, that is Forgiato Blow. Same guy that assisted in the production of this freedom song that was made by, like, Jeremy Levy. Absolutely terrible, dude. Nothing good about any of this. It is sad and ridiculous. I will be damned if it's not entertaining to listen to, though. From the shores of California all the way down to the Keys. It feels like he knows how to hold a note, but I think he's still relying heavily on autotune. Some rappers rely heavily on auto-tune, so I got I'll cut him a break for that one, I guess, a little. Only he will bring us closer when we fall to our knees. No excuse for that, dude. And he'll lift us from the ground so that everyone can see that we never lost our freedom. It's in Anyways, uh, so I wanted to talk about Forgiato Blow, and I wanted to talk about Michael Flynn and how integrated into the evangelical movement he's become. Now, I've given you a little bit of information on this guy already, Michael Flynn. Let me give you a little bit more information on him, okay? So he's facing trial for, I think, acting as a foreign agent on Turkey's behalf, taking a contract while being a member of the U.S. government, an actor of the U.S. government, while operating under an oath, he took a contract out to capture a U.S. citizen and bring them to Turkey for the Turkish government. And Donald Trump pardons the guy, erases his sentence entirely, and then he starts doing this big tour, going to every televangelist he can to basically rebuild his reputation. And it worked among QAnon. He was successful in rebuilding his reputation among QAnoners. This is early August 2021. Kenneth Copeland, of all people, has him on his show. There are field-grade officers, I'm not happy to say, that just are glad they have a lot of rank. Field-grade officers that are glad they have a lot of rank. What? What? What is he even saying? Do these words make sense when put next to each other? But General Flynn is a soldier's soldier. No, 
No, he's not. He's a traitor to the U.S. government, actually. General Flynn is the kind of man that will not ask a soldier a slick sleeve like me. Does Kenneth Copeland consider himself a soldier? What does slick sleeve mean? I got to look this up. What does slick sleeve mean? What is a slick sleeve in the army? Slick sleeve is a term we use for soldiers who have never deployed. It's a derogatory term. It's a derogatory term, especially used the higher rank they hold. Okay, interesting. Well, Kenneth Copeland, to my knowledge, has never been in the military, so he's not a slick sleeve. He's just not a soldier at all, but all right. He's also like 93 or something, isn't he? He's 86. I was close. I was close. Significantly older than Joe Biden or Donald Trump, actually, by seven years. When you get up into those years, every year is significant. That will not ask a soldier a slick sleeve like me to do anything he wouldn't do. How does he know anything about how Michael Flynn operated as a general? What is he even talking about? I would like for General Michael Flynn to join me on this platform, please. He's not a general. He had that rank stripped. I'm going to insist on drilling that into people's heads. He is a traitor, not a general. I'm going to give you hope. Yes. Anyways, he, yeah, like I said, he was trying to rebuild his reputation after all that stuff he did. And, uh, do, you know, visiting the talk show circuit, he went on Copeland. He went to campaign for Republicans. This is a campaign event for Jackson LeMayer. Jackson LeMayer, by the way, is a pastor. He ended up losing his election. But I think he's kind of setting himself up for a political career in the future. Early March 2022. Michael Flynn came up with this clever little line that he used everywhere he went. And here it is. This is a war that we are in. This is a big time spiritual war. There's, I mean, people like Nancy Pelosi, she's a demon. You know? Identifying people that you consider to be your adversary, identifying somebody on the other side as subhuman, as a cockroach or a demon, or a whatever, is actually one of the first steps to genocide, in all seriousness. I'm not saying that flippantly. I'm trying to really drive this point home. This is how serious violence begins when people do this kind of thing right here. If you'll notice, you can go all the way back eight, nine years to the beginning of when I started my YouTube channel. You will never find me calling somebody by any name, cockroach or demon or any of that. It's an escalation that is as disturbing as it gets. She's a demon, you know? People clapping for this, man. Anyway, he also said... I didn't get that clip. I mean, I have the clip. I just didn't put it in. I thought I put it in. He also said that the Ten Commandments were the basis for the Bill of Rights. He says, put them next to each other when you go home and uh, just compare them. No. No to literally all of that. The Bill of Rights are things like freedom of speech, 
freedom to have a regulated, a well-regulated militia, the Second Amendment. I mean, what are they? Um, freedom against involuntary quartering, which basically means the government can't force you to house troops in your home. It, it's not as important today, but it was important when it was written. What are some of the... I'm just trying to remember some of them right off the top of my head. I think that one is... Uh, number four is freedom against search and seizure, unlawful search and seizure. Number five, I think, is freedom... No, it's um, due process, so you have a right to a speedy trial. I th No, Fifth Amendment is a right against self-incrimination, and it may also include the um, the speedy trial stuff. Let me see what number six is. I, I At least I can get up to number five. Oh, no, number six is speedy trial, and number five is self-incrimination. So I can get up to six, I guess. What's number seven? Seventh Amendment codifies the right to a jury trial in certain civil cases and inhibits courts from overturning a jury's findings of fact. I mean, does any of this sound like the Ten Commandments to you, any of it at all? The Eighth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution protects against imposing excessive bail, excessive fines, or cruel and unusual punishments. If I remember correctly, the Ten Commandments was in favor of cruel and unusual punishments. The amendment was adopted uh, 1791. See, what's the Ninth Amendment? Ninth Amendment addresses rights retained by the people that are not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. Oh, this is an important one. So basically, it turned the Constitution into a permission slip. This is what the Constitution is. Uh, this is what the government is allowed to do or not allowed to do. They are not by default. They're not allowed to do anything else. You have the right to do anything you want unless explicitly outlined in the Constitution. It's like a permission slip. I don't know. I don't I'm not explaining this well, but let's see. Tenth Amendment, a part of the Bill of Rights ratified, blah, blah, blah. Any powers that are not specifically given to the federal government nor withheld from the states are reserved to those respective states or the people at large. Okay. Wait, I'm not sure what the difference between the Ninth and the Tenth are. Anyway, the point is they have nothing to do with the Ten Commandments. Nothing. How is any of that connected to the Ten Commandments? And then there's this little ditty right here, mid-November 2021, still doing his tour, trying to build his reputation. And, he's and they're talking about the United States of America talking about the United States of America, because when Matthew mentioned it in the Bible... Oh, my God, he thinks the Bible was talking about the U.S. He wasn't talking about the physical ground that he was on. He was talking about something in the distance. So if we are going to have one nation under God, which we must, we have to have one religion, one, one, one nation under God and one religion under God, right? All of us... Great, okay, let's make it Islam. I pick Islam. How do you feel about that one? You good with that one? Let's pick Islam, or... You know what? Let's pick uh, let's pick Buddhism. This dude doesn't want religious equality or religious freedom. He wants to impose his religion upon others. He wants to force you to worship his God at the barrel of a gun. If you don't, he will make you or make you leave or take you out the old fashioned way. This dude is about as disturbing as it gets. Everybody in this video by Jeremy Levy is as disturbing as it gets. To be honest with you, Michael Flynn isn't even the most disturbing person in it, in this video, this this rap video here. There are even worse people. Anyway, let me know what you think about it in the comments. These people are just nuts, man. And uh, stick around for the next one because we're going to be talking about Big Nick and Liz Crokin next.
Scorvix, God gives you freedom but enables you to threaten mine. This song is hot garbage, zero out of ten. Agreed. They're fantastic singers, some of them. Others are about as bad as singers get. I'm a bad singer, really bad singer, but I know how to critique it at the very least. They're they're about as bad as it as it gets, truthfully. But yeah, these people want to impose their beliefs upon others. When they talk about freedom, when they write their songs about freedom, make no mistake, they want to take your freedom. I, that's clear as can be when you hear them saying things like this. He wasn't talking about the physical ground that he was on. He was talking about something in the distance. So if we are going to have one nation under God, which we must, we have to have one religion, one one. One nation under God and one religion under God, right? All of us together, working together. I don't Tell me again how oppressed you are and how you want freedom for everybody. Go ahead. Tell me all about the freedom you're shooting for, guys. We will all stick together and we'll never surrender. Yeah, it's just cringy and, and terrible. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. Stay away from secular music. A lot of this music is actually using frequencies to cause you harm. As we know, Satan was Lucifer in heaven and he was in charge of music. We have to understand that our spiritual enemy knows way more about music than we do. Wait, Lucifer was in charge of music in heaven? What? I've never heard that. How did he know that? Is that in the Bible? I don't remember anything about it. This is Big Nick. If you're unfamiliar, he is a TikTok influencer, probably on the decline. I think he's got 2.3 million subbies on TikTok, which is not nothing. That's that's extremely influential, but he doesn't release very often, first of all. And second, he had a star role in this QAnon song that came out October 6, 2023 with like a bunch of other QAnoners. This is starting out with Forgiato Blow. From the shores of California all the way down to the keys. Only he will bring us closer. This is Michael Flynn. When we fall to our knees. Now's Big Nick. And he'll lift us from the ground so that everyone can see that we never lost our freedom. It's in his Okay, this guy does not know to, how to sing. Although, for the record, he fancies himself a rapper as well as the others do. Anyways, he had a star role in this, as well as some other people. Liz Crokin had a role in this song, too. Just listen to her little section. Those are the two people I want to talk about primarily in this video, Liz Crokin and Big Nick. And we're going to talk about their views, their ideas, their feelings on everything, and uh, how they connect to QAnon, basically. Take all our money. But you can't have our soul You can burn down our buildings And we'll still find a home Yeah, that would be Liz Crokin. I apologize for that, guys. I know it was hard to make it through. But anyway, I'll just leave it at that. So let's talk about these people. October 15th, 2021, 
This is Big Nick on his Tic Tac account or, or TikTok or whatever it's called. If you haven't noticed recently, the Biden... Uh, tick Flick. That's it. Tick Flick. Tic Tac, Tic Flick, whatever. If you haven't noticed recently, the Biden administration has been collapsing the American supply chain as multiple ships are left at bay, unable to transport their cargo. And also the Biden administration was collapsing the supply chain intentionally, according to this guy, because a ship got caught in the Suez Canal. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys remember that story from like years ago. A ship couldn't get out of the Suez Canal and it like jammed up everything. It was the uh, what was it called? The the evergreen or the ever given or the ever something or other. I don't know. That was Biden's fault. Apparently Biden did that because he wanted to make the world suffer. You see, because he's trying to bring about a one world government, you see. Cargo. And ultimately, the goal of this is to collapse the free world of America to usher in the new world order or the satanic one world government. The affirmative task we have now is to actually um, a new world order. I make. Dude, he didn't even look. There are like 16 cuts in this video and he didn't even like splice it together correctly. It's just missing words. Look at how many cuts this has. Affirmative task we have now is that's one. The affirmative task we have now. He could have said anything after that. The affirmative task we have now is to rebuild the United States, bring back jobs and solve the covid problem. He could have said that for all we know. I have no idea what this is from, but he spliced it in with. Another segment where he says to actually um, a new where to actually um, he says is to actually um, and then he spliced it in with the word a new world order. What is anybody buying this? This is absurd. By the way, he pops up a little meme here. New world order. The Bible teaches in Second Corinthians 4, 4 that Satan is a god of this world. If you don't understand this, then you will never grasp the truth behind the workings of the new world order. Oh, I was hoping he's going to explain what it is. I guess he's just going to tell you to read 2 Corinthians 4.4. Great. That was helpful. Government. The affirmative task we have now is to actually um, a new world order. I'm making Like, if he's going to splice it together so much, couldn't he at least remove the word um? Honestly. The affirmative task we have now is a new world order. I'm Making this video today to be a watchman for all of you but i want to let the righteous men and women of god know not to be stressed out because in psalm 37 19 it says even in days of famine they shall be satisfied but definitely stock up on supplies and food and other items you may need in case they're not available what a fear-mongering joke honestly this is so sad but you know what it gets even more sad than that october 17th 2021 he comes out here and he has a little bit to say about secular music I did an absurd amount of research for this segment because I knew it was BS from the start because it's coming out of his mouth, but I wanted to understand what the deal was, what's happening here. So let's talk about it. Stay away from secular music. A lot of this music is actually using frequencies to cause you harm. As we know, Satan was Lucifer in heaven and he was in charge of music. We have to understand that our spirit... I, I don't know that. I have never heard that in my entire life. Did that come from the Bible? Does anybody know what he's talking about with Lucifer being like the head of music in heaven or whatever? Is that real? Understand that our spiritual enemy knows way more about music than we do. The satanic Illuminati bloodline family called the Rockefeller family. Oh boy, we're getting into anti-Semitic conspiracy theories now. The Jews did it. Actually carried out a study on 440 hertz frequency. This programming frequency in music was shown to cause a lot of harm in people, such as greater aggression, psychological agitation, and emotional distress. A lot okay. 440 hertz music uh, or 440 hertz bass music. 
what does that mean? Let's talk about it. And um, while we talk about it, I'm actually going to get my guitar so that I can demonstrate. Give me a second. Okay, this is just a uh, this is just a cheap acoustic. I think it's like a hundred bucks or something at Walmart. So, and then it, I, actually, it was free for me because it came with my wife. So, came free with the marriage. <laughs> All right, check it out. This is the musical scale on a piano. You can see here it starts at C, right? And we've got a little black key that's a C sharp. It's a half step up from C. And then we've got a full step up, which is D. So we got C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it keeps repeating. There is no E sharp. There's no half step between E and F. It's just E and then F. And there's no half step between B and C either. It's just B to C. When you pluck a string, it's vibrating at a certain frequency, right? It's vibrating at a certain pulse, basically, back and forth, back and forth, right? Now, watch closely. I'll, I'm going to zoom in on this later. You can see the string vibrating, right? And you can see this one vibrating, right? Oh, my God, it's so out of tune, it's terrible. The satanic Illuminati bloodline family called the Rockefeller family actually carried out a study on 440 hertz frequency. What he means when he says that is the A note above middle C. We'll say this is middle C right here on screen. This A note vibrates at 440 vibrations per second, basically 440 hertz. It doesn't scale up exactly with every step. So it's not like you have like 20 hertz per step. So A is 440, B is 460, C is uh, 480. It's not like that. It doubles. It's, it's at an exponential height, right? And that's why when you play the guitar, you can do something called harmonics where I can pluck the string anywhere with my fingers on the strings and mute it it's completely muted right but if i go about one fourth of the way down the string right over the 12th fret i get a harmonic because the the string is vibrating in segments it's vibrating in you know half segments fourth segments eighth segments 12th segments and if i put my finger exactly where it's vibrating then it creates this tone, this interesting sound, right? Versus not putting it on a harmonic, right? But you can find the harmonic. There are a number of them. There's one above 12. And then there's one right here, right? Anyways, there are also harmonics down by where you pluck the strings. There are ways to uh, manipulate those those locations and create something called pinch harmonics. That's neither here nor there. Okay, so what is he talking about when he says 440 hertz? The satanic Illuminati bloodline family called the Rockefeller family actually carried out a study on 440 hertz frequency. The thing that makes a sound in the first place is the string vibrating at a certain frequency, vibrating a certain number of times per second. 440 hertz is the standard for music 
in I think the entire world. At one point in time, the standard was 430 hertz, 426 hertz. I mean, it's changed throughout the years. But if it's off by a certain number of hertz, what that means is that it's just like a half step down. Like instead of playing a song like you normally hear it, like Nothing Else Matters by Metallica, it's one half step below that. All of the notes are still in tune with each other. Everything still sounds pretty normal because it's all in line still. It's just tuned down just a little bit to be a little bit lower. Instead of being way up here like this, it's just about right here like this, you know? I mean, I, I'm just trying to uh, give you a, a an auditory example of, of what he's talking about here. So... We didn't actually know what hertz were until the 1920s, I think. We didn't have a word for hertz until then. Un until that point, it was called cycles per second. And we didn't really have a good way of measuring it either. So Big Nick's claim is that long and long ago, our ancestors played at 420 hertz, which is the music of the gods. That's simply untrue. We have the tuning forks of people like, um, I think, Mozart and Beethoven, we have tuning forks from a long time ago. And those tuning forks, usually I think they, they tune middle C for you, and then you can tune the rest based on that. Or maybe, maybe they tune A. Anyways, the tuning fork was tuned to different values for different people. 426 hertz for one, 432 for another, 439. I mean, they were all different values because we didn't have an extremely precise way of measuring hertz the way that we do today. That's what 440 hertz means. It is the standard across the world. The A above middle C will always vibrate at exactly 440 hertz. We have agreed that every instrument that's produced from now to time immemorial will always have A tuned to that standard. It's not some satanic thing. It's just the tuning standard. And it was never 420 hertz, like he's about to claim. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. And uh, this supposed study done by the Rockefellers, completely made up. This is just complete garbage, all of it. There was no greater aggression, psychological, agi uh, I'm sorry, psychosocial agitation, whatever that means, emotional distress. No, it's completely made up, all of it. Such as greater aggression, psychological agitation, it says psychosocial agitation. And emotional distress. A lot of big artists in the music industry are actually using this frequency to cause these problems in your life. Check out a very popular rapper named XXXTentacion talking about the same exact thing. That is a wild name. This is, appears to actually be XXXTentacion, and he is a real guy. Didn't, uh, didn't XXXTentacion die recently? I think he did, right? Dude, I don't even know if this is spliced together or what because it's so jumpy. I, we saw Big Nick splice together like six segments of Joe Biden. Like they split up every single word. It was ridiculous. So I, I, I can't trust a word out of this dude's mouth, but let's just listen and see what XXXTentacion is saying. Wild name. This frequency program, music is frequency. Well, if your frequency are you being fed, if I play with those frequencies, right, I can target certain parts of the mind. No, you can't. Target certain parts of the mind? No. 
your brain operates at about one hertz, I believe. Your heart is one to one and a half hertz. I don't. I looked this up recently. I don't remember exactly what the numbers are, but it's just completely made up. All of it, every last bit of this is made up. There's no study that proves any of this. It's just a musical standard that we use. That's it. Before that, we didn't really have a musical standard that was spread worldwide. It was just whatever. You know, um, I'm going to tune my tuning fork to, or I'm going to have a tuning fork that tunes to about 426 hertz. And this guy over here has one that's at uh, three, uh, 430 something. As long as the entire orchestra is using the same tuning fork to tune their instruments, it's not a big deal. You can't really tell the difference. But everybody wanted everything exact, which I completely agree with. Ecclesiastes 7, 5 in the Bible clearly states it is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. Stay away from secular music because you don't know the deep spiritual warfare that it may be causing in your life. It's not causing any deep spiritual warfare. This dude lives in a fantasy land. This is insane. If you think that's insane, just wait. You remember the song I played earlier, that freedom song or whatever? You can burn down our buildings and we'll still find a home. That's Liz Crokin right there. I want to talk about her next. We hit Big Nick and his absolute psychosis. That's that, that's just scratching the surface of Big Nick, but let's talk about Liz Crokin. I said earlier that that song was written by and performed by QAnoners, right? Let's talk about this QAnoner. Mid-August 2022, she comes out here and she has a hypothesis about COVID. The White Hats tainted the elite's adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus, and that's why so many members of the elites are getting the coronavirus. If it okay. Indeed, they do have their coronavirus. If indeed they have. So she doesn't even know that they have coronavirus. Does she even believe that COVID is real at this point? There's a lot to unpack here. If you're unfamiliar with QAnon, just a quick 15-second overview. It's a cult that was created by a guy named Q. He calls himself Q Clearance Patriot. He's anonymous. We've come to find that it started out as Paul Ferber. I'm going to pop up a picture here. And it eventually, when moved over to 8chan, away from 4chan, became Ron Watkins with the assistance of his dad, Jim Watkins. Pictures over here. My name is Ron Watkins, and I am not a politician. I am an entrepreneur, and I'm a computer scientist. We have to send a fighter, and I am your fighter. I am fighting for you. If you send me to D.C., you will know that I will be fighting against this evil, and I will make sure that we drive them back, and I will make sure that your rights are, are kept. They posted a whole bunch of stuff and created a de facto cult, and that cult started going down this bizarre rabbit hole about elites taking adrenochrome from children. Adrenochrome is an actual substance that exists. The claim is that you have to harvest adrenochrome from living victims. So you have to get adrenaline pumping through their body and scare them a whole bunch. And when the adrenaline is pumping through their body, you drink their blood, which contains oxygenated adrenaline, also known as adrenochrome. Now, adrenochrome is real. It is really oxygenated adrenaline, but it's completely useless. It doesn't do anything for anybody. Adrenochrome, when taken, drank, eaten, whatever, just gives a mild headache. If you really want to buzz, you can just go get adrenaline. 
or, or hell, jump out of a plane, do skydiving. If you want some crazy feeling, all you got to do is get that adrenaline pumping in your own system. You don't need to drink the blood of innocence, which doesn't do anything for you anyways. But QAnon is dead set on the belief that Hillary Clinton specifically and Huma Abedin and some other people, which is a Hillary Clinton aide, are doing this. They're scaring children by like hurting them and doing some crazy stuff to them. And then they're drinking their blood while they're alive. And then they're killing them, basically. That's the claim. Just to add a little context, white hats are, in QAnon speak, members of the military who are working with QAnon, the the guy, like Q Clearance Patriot, the dude that's posting all this stuff. They're working with him to further the goals of QAnon and bring about this big storm where all the bad guys are arrested and blah, 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 blah. So the white hats tainted the adrenochrome supply, I guess, of the elite. I'm not sure what she's talking about. Just absurd. White hats are just the good guys. It's taken from hacking terms. White hat is a hacker that's working to find vulnerabilities so that they can fortify a company's networks or or systems or whatever. Black hat hackers are people who are hacking to gain vulnerable information or gain valuable information and sell it to make a profit or something like that. Good guy versus bad guy. So uh, apparently elites can have a supply of adrenochrome. I thought they had to take it from a living victim. This is news to me. So they have a supply of it, apparently, and it's been tainted with coronavirus. All right, go on. Let her cook. Let her cook. The elites are getting the coronavirus, if indeed they do have their coronavirus. Um, So adrenochrome is a drug that the elites love. No, it isn't. It's not even real, okay? It's like... Think of it this way. Think of adrenaline as weed being the drug, and the ashes after burning that weed are adrenochrome. That's the best comparison I can give you. It's spent adrenaline that's already been used up and rendered inert by bonding with oxygen molecules. That the elites love. It comes from children. The drug is extracted from the pituitary gland. Adrenal gland. Of tortured children. Why children? Why did they pick children? Can't human or can't adult humans produce this? Hell, can't animals produce adrenaline? Am I missing something? It's a testament to how truly sick these people are in their heads to come up with a demented conspiracy theory like this honestly you know for good measure let me just tell you the conspiracy theory for educational purposes if you're unfamiliar i don't think i've ever actually said the entire conspiracy theory on on my channel before the claim is that anthony weiner was a congressman at one point he had a problem with sending duck pictures you know pictures of waterfowl he was sending them around to random women i don't know why he liked showing people pictures of geese and ducks and whatnot if you catch my drift but that's just his thing so whatever anyways he was sending those pictures around and just to random people that he met you know hey let me get your phone number and then he snap a picture and send it over to them of his duck at his house one time he sent some of those pictures of waterfowl to some underage girls I think they were 16, 17, maybe. I don't remember how old, but that's unacceptable, right? Absolutely unacceptable. And to make matters worse, 
At one point, he even sent one of these pictures of waterfowl with the duck in frame and his own child in the bed next to him in frame. Seriously, he's an absolutely terrible person. I think he's in jail now. I'm not sure. He deserves to be if he's not. He's a Democrat, for the record. So anyways, um, he was sending these pictures of waterfowl around to all these people. And uh, they went to arrest him. This is all real so far. They show up at his house. The, the police do. And they arrest him and they find his laptop. Now is the QAnon part. This is, it, it's fake from this point forward. QAnon believes that they found Anthony Weiner's laptop. Anthony Weiner's wife was Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's aide. So they found Anthony Weiner's laptop. Wild last name for the crime he committed, right? What a crazy coincidence. Anyway, it's like the number of dentists that are named Dennis. It's just like disproportionate. So I get, I don't know. Maybe he was predestined to do what he did because of his last name. Anyways, uh, so on the laptop, alleged, according to QAnon, they found a video of Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin tying a girl 12 years old, I assume, 12 years old, to a chair and cutting her face off and Hillary Clinton putting her face on like Silence of the Lambs style, right? And laughing and all that stuff to freak the girl out and get her adrenaline pumping, at which point they put her blood into a goblet because now it's got adrenochrome in it right and then they drank the blood because it had the adrenochrome and that's the drug that the elites crave apparently like we all thought it was brondo apparently it's adrenochrome it's what plants crave too as it turns out anyways that's the story that is the QAnon conspiracy about hillary clinton and anthony weiner and adrenochrome that's where it all originated and it exploded from there. Matter of fact, this woman right here, Liz Crokin, was one of the first, or one of the early adopters. We'll put it that way. She's one of the early adopters of QAnon. So right after COVID starts, she claims the adrenochrome supply of the elites was tainted by COVID, apparently. Wild stuff, dude. Don't forget, this is very relevant here, adrenochrome must be harvested from a living victim in their heads. I mean, it's not true. You can buy adrenochrome on eBay, I think. People, scientists use it all the time for various different studies. It's not hard to get. But I get, in their heads, it has to be fresh. So that's why they have all these child trafficking victims because they, you know, they stick a Capri Sun straw in their arm and, and sip away, I guess, or something. The elites love, it comes from from children the drug is extracted from the pituitary gland of it's adrenochrome why would she go with pituitary gland adrenaline adrenochrome does he does she even know what adrenochrome is probably not right tortured children it's sold on the black market it's the drug of the elites it's their no to all of this favorite drug it is beyond evil it's demonic it is so sick so there is a theory that no no there isn't a theory the, I, I assume she's going to put forward a hypothesis for us right okay what's your hypothesis liz theory that the white hats tainted their adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus why it gives them a better high or something the elites like uh drinking adrenochrome mixed with uh coronavirus or something jesus christ dude this is insane. You think that's insane? Oh, that's nothing, baby. She's got more. 
mid-August 2022, she comes out here and says even more crazy stuff. Remember, this all relates back to that QAnon song that was written by like Forgiato Blow, Michael Flynn of all people, Jeremy Levy, and, and everybody else. They all produced this song, Big Nick and everything. These are the people they had in this song. The Illuminati, the elites, they use the Wizard of Oz to mind control child slaves. They they use the Wizard of Oz to mind control child slaves. How gullible can you get? Seriously. She claims to be an investigative journalist. How did she fall down this rabbit hole? This is insane. Use, they use different media. Alice in Wonderland's another one. They use different Disney movies and certain films to program children. And part of the programming is having them watch these films and they also abuse them uh, to, and, and, they, and they physically abuse them because the abuse splits their personality and creates different personalities. Okay, I suppose in some cases I've heard of certain types of abuse causing dramatic trauma to somebody's personality. Sure. What does she mean when she says it splits the personality? And how does the Wizard of Oz factor into this? Does the Wizard of Oz split people's personality? What? So then they are able to program them and control them and they virtually become MK Ultra, MK Ultra programming. Oh my God, dude. She's going down the MK Ultra rabbit hole. This is ridiculous. Is there an end to what this woman will believe? Will we ever come to the end of the road where she would say, wow, that's just a little too far for me, man. I can't. I'm sorry. What makes this even more comical, honestly, comical and sad simultaneously, is that in 2019, leading up to a lot of this, she said this. Listen to this. We will all be vindicated. I know it. it very soon. All those QAnoners. Well, definitely within our lifetimes, but very soon. Before pre pre President Trump's presidency is over. Just picked a whole bouquet of oopsie daisies there, didn't she? Definitely before Trump's term is over. I mean, this is in 2019 when she said this. I guess she's eating those words, isn't she? QAnon's going to come along and create the storm where everybody is going to be arrested who's a bad guy and everything else. Actually, in all seriousness, January 6th was supposed to be the storm, and it failed miserably. We are living in biblical times. We are living in a time where God is exposing all evil. And, you know, I've been calling John Podesta a pedophile for almost two years straight now. Yeah, um, Podesta, John Podesta, was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, and... Uh, he was the the one to kind of start Pizzagate unintentionally. So you remember when Donald Trump asked Russia to find Hillary's emails? I don't know if you guys remember that forever ago. That a person in our government, Katie, would delete or get rid of 33,000 emails. That gives me a big problem. Oh, the irony. After she gets a subpoena, she gets subpoenaed. And she gets rid of 33,000 emails. This is so funny, right? Looking back on it and all of the documents that he stole from secure bunkers. This is so funny to listen to now, right? Now, if Russia or China or any other country has those emails, I mean, to be honest with you, I'd love to see them. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. 
I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. So um, they did. Russia did what's called a spearfishing attack on John Podesta, which is Hillary's campaign manager. Basically, he was getting spam emails sent to him personally, specifically, and sent to his phone number and everything, saying that, I don't know, you need to update your password on your Apple store or you need to update your password on Google or you whatever. And when you click the link in the email, it takes you to a website that looks exactly like the Gmail login screen in every way. And maybe it even says Google in the the like the little bar at the top except one of the O's has a little accent mark above it. Or maybe one of the O's is a zero instead and you don't even notice. And you you go to log into your account you type your name and your password in, and you get in, and it redirects you to the real Google or Gmail website. And you, you think nothing of it. You're like, oh, that's weird. Well, I typed my password. Maybe I mistyped it. And you type it in again, and it lets you in. But the email you received brings you straight to the hacker's website, and the hacker receives your password information when you type it in that first time. That's how... Podesta's emails were retrieved. So what did his emails say between himself and Hillary Clinton and and other people? He talked about getting pizza at a pizza parlor called uh, Comet Ping Pong or Comet Pizza and Ping Pong, something like that. And QAnon, which didn't quite exist yet. This is kind of its founding moment or one of its founding moments. The people who would eventually go on to become QAnon believed that Every time they said the word pizza, it was code for little boy or little girl or something. I don't know. I think it was pizza and hot dogs or something. I don't even remember what it was. How whacked out to come up with a conspiracy like this? How truly twisted do you have to be? Like, this is really, really whacked out stuff. So anyways, that's Pizzagate. That's the basis of Pizzagate. And it got so many people whipped into a blood frenzy that... A guy eventually showed up to Comet Pizza and Ping Pong with a gun and demanded to see their basement because they believed they were holding kids in the basement. They don't have a basement. Nobody was hurt, luckily. The cops showed up. They brought the, the, they brought the guy to jail. But the conspiracy theory persisted and got integrated into QAnon when it eventually showed up not long after that. So anyways, that's what she's referring to here with the Pizzagate stuff and everything. She started her career as a journalist, if you will, on Pizzagate. That's what she first reported on, if you can even call it reporting. That's called phishing, a phishing attack. But in, in John Podesta's case, it was a spear phishing attack. Spear phishing is where it's directly targeting a specific person. Phishing is just sending out a billion of them and trying to get as many email passwords as you can. He was spear fish attacked. I've been calling John Podesta a pedophile for almost two years straight now. And people have called me crazy or thought I was crazy to make those kinds of accusations. But the evidence is so undeniable. I have no problem doing it. it the evidence is not like the evidence that he talked about getting a cheese pizza at Comet Ping Pong and cheese pizza stands for CP. Where is your head? How seriously, how whacked out do you have to be to come up with something like this? This is like about as depraved as it gets. The dude didn't do anything, okay? He's as squeaky clean as it gets, as far as anybody can tell. 
and you are like slapping the the most grotesque labels on him and insane conspiracy theories about him. You'll notice he hasn't threatened to sue me, and many people have called him a pedophile. No one's threatened. He hasn't threatened to sue anyone. I mean, Andrew Breitbart called him a pedophile years ago before they knocked him off. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to see before they knocked him off. Does that mean she thinks that Andrew Breitbart, the founder of Breitbart News, was killed? You know, we're going to see John Podesta and his brother arrested. That, that annou- I I would guess that announcement without a doubt will be made before the end of the, this year. You know, the end of 2019. Isn't that funny? Oh, God. So much irony in this video. And, and, and all this stuff is going to be exposed. And we'll, we'll all be any five minutes now, right? vindicated and these rings will be totally broken up the kids will be saved and it'll be glorious what are you gonna what are they gonna do when they when they find out that they've been so brainwashed and fooled i mean and how humiliating how humiliating for these people they're gonna be mortified that they were so fooled and they were so dumb and they were so naive she doesn't understand the irony at all does she she's sitting here claiming by the end of the year at least by the end of Trump's term at the, the latest, right, 2021, all of this stuff is going to be exposed. I mean, Donald Trump's the president. He must have intel on this, right? He must know all about this secret ring that exists. It never came to fruition. It never happened. And now she's describing feeling the feeling that her detractors should have, the feeling of absolute humiliation because I didn't believe Liz Crokin when she said that there was some trafficking ring out there trying to drink adrenochrome from kids like Capri Suns. It's absolutely insane. Is there like an ounce of self-awareness in there? Does she feel what she's describing now that she's been unequivocally proven wrong at every turn? Of course not. That they were so fooled and they were so dumb and they were so naive and that's why we need to have compassion for these people, even though it's going to be tough, because a lot of these people were really awful to us and were really mean to us and mocked us. That's because you're acting like a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. I don't like insulting people. This isn't about an insult. I really hope you come back to reality, Liz, okay? But as far as I can tell, there's no reality in sight for you. You're sitting over here doing a QAnon song for trying to tell the truth. Yeah, she's just trying to tell the truth, guys. She's over here doing a QAnon song, okay? With a bunch of QAnoners about how they're oppressed and mistreated. Take all our money, but you can't have our soul. You can burn down our buildings and we'll still find a home. It's just embarrassing all the way down. It's embarrassing and painful and sad. Like, how... Does she wake up every morning and look herself in the mirror, honestly? Anyway, let me know what you think about this in the comments. These people are just unglued from reality. Next up. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, 
ad-free complete videos. All links are in the description. Uh, Smartmatic jumps on the board and they sue for another 1.2 billion or another uh, me, and then they sue my pillow. Say my pillow continues to make money off uh, promo codes and and by spewing these lies. This is Mike Lindell. Most of you guys probably know who he is. But something I noticed recently is that he is a liar. And I know it seems obvious, but I think it goes a little bit beyond what most people realize. Okay, I sit here all day, every day, and watch this extremist nutcase say the craziest stuff and wrap himself up into knots coming up with these ridiculous lies. I mean, that's my job. I sit here and listen to extremist stuff and try to translate it for you guys. Well, I've watched a number of Mike Lindell videos up to this point and have caught him in like a lot of lies. And it's not just like weird little inconsistencies. I mean, massive, glaring lies. So let me just show you what I'm talking about. I'm going to compare some of his various appearances where he tells his life story, and it's completely different every time, okay? Check this out. This one is from June 19th, 2022. He was at Greg Locke's church doing a guest appearance, telling his story of coming from crack addiction to where he is now, which is a truly hard respect, man. I was an addict at one point. I have respect for somebody who can come out of that. That is not easy. So anyway, listen to the story he tells. I had been up for 14 days with no sleep. And I Lie number one. Human beings can only stay up for a maximum of 11 days before dying. It will kill you. So he wasn't up for 14 days. But actually, you know, this is a common lie that meth addicts tell. I've heard this a, a billion times from meth heads. They think they're up for way longer than they were or something. I don't know. I had been up for 14 days with no sleep, and I, and I come out of the bedroom, and all three of the big drug dealers are standing there, and they're going, that they knew of each other, but they had, never, they had never met. So he's in Minneapolis at this point. Lay out the groundwork for you here. In most big cities, the city is divided up, and sections of it are given to different drug dealers, right? This is how it, it actually works. You know, people from Detroit controlled sections of Huntington and then people from Pennsylvania controlled other sections in New York and, you know, stuff like that. Detroit was the biggest um, supplier in Huntington, West Virginia, when I lived there of heroin, of guns, of everything. So what Mike Lindell is describing here is the three drug dealers that are competing for each other's markets all come to a room, his room, matter of fact. His living room. They come to his living room because he knew them personally, apparently. People slinging millions of dollars in product, supplying the entire city with crack and whatever. And they know him personally, apparently. Just some random drug addict who's all methed out or cracked out or something. Okay? I'm with you so far. Let's, uh, let's continue listening. And they're, they're going, that they knew of each other, but they had never, they had never met. So Mike introduced these three drug dealers slinging millions, okay? And I go, what are you guys doing? They go, um, we're cutting you off. The one guy says, T says, we're cutting, or Ty says, we're cutting you off. You've been up for 14 days. And I'm going, I've only been up for 12, you know, whatever. And drug dealers? 
I mean, slinging massive weight, cut Mike Lindell off because he was hurting himself. I'm talking drug dealers who have probably killed people. I knew people like this when I was into drugs, okay? I knew people who, when you want to buy from them, they won't sell you anything less than $1,000 worth of drugs. And when you show up, they're in a hotel room. You walk into the hotel room. There are 10 guys staying in the room and guns stacked all along the walls. That is the kind of that you see when you're dealing with these types of people. Because they come into town with $100,000 worth of drugs and literally every addict from here to Texas and every cop aiming for them, looking for them, trying to get what they have. These people do not around. And they certainly don't go somewhere without knowing who else is going to be there at any given moment. And, and on top of all of that, they will literally put a bullet through your chest at the blink of an eye. They don't care. I know who these people are. Okay, I've dealt with these people. They will kill you. But they cared about Mike Lindell, see? They cared that he was hurting himself, and they wanted to look out for him. So they said, Mike, man, you've been up for 14 days, okay? This is not good for you, bro. you got to get your head straight. I can't sell you any more stuff until you get yourself together, okay? Anybody who has ever been even tangentially involved in the drug world to any degree knows how absolutely absurd this story is. I've only been up for 12, you know, whatever. And, uh, and the, the, the one guy says he's not getting anybody from anything from my people in there because they all had like sections of the town right there where we were. So I tiptoed out the door down to the streets of Minneapolis. He says two of them left. One of the guys fell asleep. That, that's what was in that little black part I cut out. One of them fell asleep on his couch or his chair or something. Apparently, they liked to sleep on his chair with him, okay? So he tiptoes out while that guy is asleep. Go on. Onto the streets of Minneapolis and tried to buy crack. And I couldn't buy crack anywhere. And in any city in this country, you can get crack in the middle of the night, trust me. And they're coming out to me. They're going, no, no, no. Well, they had gotten the word out. By the one dealer had and said he had went down to the street said if you see some crazy white guy with a mustache You sell him crack and we're gonna you know, we're coming after you So they had the word had got out and these guys are backing away like I'm you know, there's something wrong with me I searched for an hour He searched for an hour and he could not find any crack because all of the the major dealers that were slinging massive weight in the city probably walk around actually with an armed entourage or or very, very rarely leave the hotel room they're staying in, and it's completely decked out with weapons. They came to Mike. They came to Mike, and they said, We're, you got to pull it together. You're, you're, you're too far gone, man, and we care about you. We're going to take a hit. We'll take the hit. We're not selling you anything anymore. We're not running our business for you anymore because we want you to get better. Right, because I've known so many drug dealers in my life who cared about the people they were selling to and their well-being over anything. Absolutely. This checks out. I mean, does it like I feel like I've, I've made my case, right? This guy is a habitual liar. How do you come back from telling such an absurd lie like that? That's bad, right? There's more.
Okay, so if that was lie number one. Now let me give you lie number two. I'm going to give you a total of four lies. I mean, four major lies. Lie number one, drug dealers in his city cared so much about the guy that they were willing to cut him off for his own good. Here's lie number two. It revolves around the fact that he used his platform to destroy the voting systems, the voting companies, Smartmatic and Dominion. He used his platform to destroy them. And then he used those election-related lies to build the platform that he had, to build his companies. So he was being held in deposition over this Dominion lawsuit. They claimed that he was using my pillow to destroy their company. And that justifies including my pillow, the company, in the lawsuit. So Mike was trying to separate his company from the lawsuit, basically. So his company wouldn't go under or whatever. All right. So with that context in mind, March 8th, March 8th, 2023, this is the deposition he was in where they're arguing that. After Mike was with Donald Trump in 2017 at a manufacturer's summit, he started doing promo codes on Fox. I was doing it 10 years prior. You know, this is a big lie. Okay. So he says, it's a lie. I didn't spread out promo codes more than usual. I've been spreading them out as much as I ever have for my pillow through Fox News or whoever else. Nothing unusual about what I was doing. Oh, yes, except for October 13th, 2023, literally, uh, what, six months later, he's up on stage at a Reawaken America tour and says this in front of a gigantic crowd of probably 2,000 people. Uh, Smartmatic jumps on the board, and they sue for another $1.2 or another, uh, and then they sue my pillow. And say, my pillow continues to make money off promo codes and, and by spewing these lies. Yep, absolutely. And that upset the guy, right? A couple minutes after his talk there, at the very end of his talk, the leader of the Reawaken America tour comes out, grabs his microphone, and he says this. Have you, how many of you watch the NBA? NBA brought to you by gay. Be gay, be gay, NBA. N okay, I don't remember that as a sponsor, but I would totally buy it. Be gay, be gay, NBA, NBA, be gay. And uh, none of those woke companies want to be a part of what we're doing here. We're going back to the truth. We're going back to the gospel. We're trying to share the truth. Totally, totally. The truth. Absolutely. And so Mike has stood in the gap for probably 90% of the podcasters paying their bills. He's basically using, if you use promo code such and such, it supports their show. So we're doing. Uh oh. Oh boy. Just shut your mouth right now. You are burying this guy, okay? He's saying that Mike Lindell supports 90% of the podcasters in the far-right extremist sphere by offering promo codes. He uses his company, MyPillow, to support people who talk about election lies. Oops. Sounds like he just... It sounds like Clay Clark here, this guy, just destroyed Mike Lindell's defense. But it doesn't stop there. He keeps going and makes it even worse. It supports their show. So what we're doing right now, if you use promo code Flynn, all of that money is going to go back to, A, you're buying a product to help the folks in Israel, but it's all going back to uh, Mike Lindell to support him with his legal defense fund right now, okay? So I want you to do, and don't make it awkward, but I'm going to give you a moment. Everybody go on uh, MyPillow.com real quick here. I need you to buy something and use promo code Flynn. I don't care what you buy. Buy a slipper, buy a book. If you have some Democrats in your life, buy lots of books, ship those to those folks. 
Okay, and then once you do it, if you can stand up so I know you... Wow. They're holding this whole segment where you have to purchase something from Mike Lindell and show that you've purchased it, and then they will continue with this whole thing. That is crazy. Bought something. And Devin, give us some good uh, Mike Lindell buying music here, like maybe the Jeopardy theme. Jesus, dude. That's insane. I mean, he just destroyed his entire defense, right? I don't know how else to interpret this. There is a flat-out lie, another lie from Lindell. He said he didn't use my pillow to support the movement or to support election lies at all. He'd been running promo codes on Fox for, like, ever. And now he's out here shilling his pillows like he's selling them out the back of a trunk or something trying to get people to buy them to support election lies. That's lie number two. So lie one, the drug dealers just cared, uh, just cared about the guy so much, they came, they came to his house and told him, we're not selling to you anymore, man. We love you. We want you to pull it together. Line number two, he didn't use promo codes to support the far right when they told lies about the election. Let me hit line number three. He claims in this October 13th, 2023 uh, Reawaken America tour that he was doing, he claims my pillow is completely employee owned, right? So the employees own the stock benefits and everything. My, it's all employee owned. So the stockholders, all our employees, they didn't get any dividends. They know they're into the fight. They're into this. We're, they're all behind what we're doing. I said to the lawyers, how easy is it going to be? I said, I don't care about all this discovery and subpoenas. We've sat through hours. They, they subpoenaed my employees. Uh, two of them have been deceased for five years. Then they get. Well, I mean, I think I've already unequivocally proven that this guy doesn't just tell the occasional lie. He appears to do it for fun and habitually. So, yeah, don't trust a word out of his mouth. If he says the sky is blue, check to be sure been deceased for five years then they get subpoenas this is disgusting they've subpoenaed employees that haven't worked for my pillow uh, in six years you know okay that that wouldn't surprise me sure people do that and uh and then they subpoena their phones and they're all this garbage it's also the lawyers make all the money but this is called lawfare they're, it's one of the worst things ever done to our country and hadn't been done since 1798 what the hell is he talking about? Lawfare 1798? What? Does he even know what he's talking about? Is he just saying random words and hoping they fit together right now? That's my strategy. He can't have that. Okay, so line number three, if you remember, his company is all employee owned, right? Mid-May 2023, not six months before he said that, he said this. What we're doing with Frank's speech within the next couple weeks... It uh, could be for two to four weeks. We're offering a stock to the public. Uh-oh. Oopsie daisy. He said it was completely employee owned. What happened to that one? Was he lying then or did he lie just now? This is going to be amazing. We're offering stock to the public. I want every person out there to have a little piece of the pie for our voice for this country. I've read with the money that I use to save this country that I've been out spending. I've spent over $40 million. Unresponsibly spent $40 million at least. I think it's closer to $100 million, actually. Absolutely absurd from top to bottom. Now, this guy 
may have the excuse of saying, well, you know, we never got around to offering it to the public. But one way or another, this guy has lied out his from beginning to end. And what's more, offering stock to the public like this, he knew his company was failing in this moment. When he was talking to Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend right here, yes, that's Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend he's talking to. When he was talking to her, I'm sorry, when he was talking to him, he knew his company was failing. And he was, he was claiming to offer stock to the public of his company. Anyways, you know what that's called? It's called a pump and dump or a rug pull. I'm not sure which one this would fall into, which category it'd fall into. A pump and dump scheme is where you have, say, crypto or you have an NFT or something like that. You offer it to the public. Say, uh, Logan Paul or Jake Paul or something, has an NFT they want to sell, and they pump up this NFT, they make it big, they have this big initial public offering where everybody can buy as many as they want, and then they cut it off and wait for the value to go up as people buy more and more and more, and then they sell off everything that they own, which is all the rest of them, and pull out completely and let the, the price plummet. They have no investment in this NFT anymore or this crypto asset anymore. That's a rug pull, I believe, or a pump and dump. There is a difference. What is the difference? Hang on. Let me let me just find out. Pump and dump scams working capital remains in the pool, but the price will be significantly reduced. So in this scenario, Mike Lindell, the people invested in Mike Lindell's company and he sold off his stock. So the money is still in the company, but he walked away with money from it. That's a pump and dump. A rug pull is where everything, all of the money, it, basically it would be a rug pull would be if everybody invested and then he liquidated everything and closed the company's doors. That would be a rug pull. So in this case, it'd be a pump and dump is what he's doing. Million dollars. Unbelievable. Hang on a second. He spent over $40 million. dollars I've spent in the, uh, and, uh, that's some responsible spending right there. I need help. You know, we need help, but we need help. I know you do, Mike. Get a voice bigger, and we need help. Uh, the money that we've, and you'll see this when this happens. I can't tell the details. The lawyer said, I will only let you S tell this much. You know? The SAC. Oh, my God, dude. This guy is wild. Okay, that was lie number three. I don't know if it's employee-owned or not, but it sounded like he's setting it up to be like a pump-and-dump scheme. If it didn't work out if he didn't end up doing that i'd bet anything that the sec told him you can't do that we know you're gonna do a pump and dump here if you sell your stock you are in so much i would bet anything like the i think it what, what's it called the Se secure exchange commission wait what is the sec securities and exchange commission securities and exchange commission that's the sec and they really nail you on stuff sometimes They've certainly nailed Elon Musk on some stuff really hard. Okay, so that was lie number three. Now let's talk about the final lie that I have for you tonight. I can only go through so many. Lie number four. Lindell claims that he never borrowed money to start my pillow. He built this company from the ground up with his own two hands. And I said, you know what? I told the lawyers, I said, you guys, I can't. And they've been great lawyers. They took on the case, you know, back in January of, or I mean, in uh, the spring of 21. Yeah, he fired his lawyers because he's out of money. A lot of lawyers are feared to take Mike Lindell's case, right? 
No, no. Lawyers of all sorts, even lawyers who are on the left would be willing to take Lindell's case. I'd be willing to bet anything because, A, doesn't really matter if they lose the case or not. It's very high profile. And B, I mean, that'll build their reputation. And B, everybody deserves a defense. Everybody, even Lindell, deserves an honest, zealous defense. Even if he's guilty, he deserves for his lawyer to get the best deal possible for him. Even Donald Trump does. That's how the judicial system works in this country. It's an adversarial system. Not perfect, but it's what we've got. So, no, I don't think lawyers are too afraid. I mean, I'm getting off on a side here, but I don't think lawyers are afraid to take your case, Mike. I think you're just broke. A lot of lawyers are feared to take Mike Lindell's case, right? Uh, well, what they did is uh, also the banks and any borrower. I've never borrowed money. I didn't use bank with my pill. I built it from the ground up. And, uh, and uh, yeah, the American dream, an ex-crack addict builds a business with over 1,500 employees. I mean, that's the American dream we're fighting for, right? Okay, interesting. So put a pin in that. He says he never borrowed a penny from anybody. He built it with his own two hands, right? Jump back about four months, June 19th, 2022. He was at Greg Locke's church telling a story that absolutely contradicts that. My pillow was just, like I say, a blip on the radar. My sister says, pray for favor. And I had uh, these guys that st stole my company. And I, owed, I had to come up with 30,000 cash. Make that long. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Hang on just a second. Somebody stole your company? How does somebody steal your company? What does that even mean? Does he mean he signed his company over to somebody else for some amount of money and then realized that it was more valuable than something, something? Like, I don't know. What does that mean? They stole your company. People can't just steal your company. Like, nobody can come in and steal my company. I own it. It's mine. And I owed, I had to come up with 30000 cash. Make so he owed 30000 in cash to get his company back? So somebody stole his company and held it ransom? That long story short, I went and met with eight, eight C's. I come in there and there's, they're all dressed in suits. Remember, anybody that wore a tie and a suit and ate with more than two forks, I was afraid of, right? Okay, interesting. So he's saying, he, when he says eight C's, he means CEO, CFO, COO, whatever. Like a board, a, a, a board of directors or whatever for a company, right? I.e., what he's describing here is borrowing money, not from a loan shark, but from a bank, from a reputable establishment to rebuild his company. The people that he was borrowing from were reputable people. Now, take it from me, as an ex-addict myself, who also destroyed my credit when I was in the throes of addiction, if you don't have good credit or even decent credit, you can't get a loan at all from anybody nobody will give you a dime let alone thirty thousand dollars okay i haven't had a loan from anybody literally ever in my entire life up until i think a year ago i got my very first credit card for three hundred dollars yeah this credit card company took a risk on me decided it might be worth a shot and I just, you know, I don't even really use it. I just give my kid her allowance on it and she uses the card and then I just pay it off every month or whatever. And it's been building both of our credit.
But even now, even with credit that's been built up, I can't just go borrow money from somebody. Certainly not $30,000. And he was an addict at the time. He's saying to me, he's telling me that as an addict who had nothing to his name, he walks into a boardroom full of CEOs and CFOs and whatever and convinces them to loan him $30,000 to buy his company back from somebody who stole it from him? Really? This is almost as ridiculous a lie as his original lie about those three drug dealers who just really cared about his well-being, wanted to make sure he was doing okay, was up for 14 days straight, even though people die after 10 or 11 days. It's almost as ridiculous as that lie. Suit and ate with more than two forks. I was afraid of, right? <laughs> and uh, but I walk in this room to borrow this thirty thousand dollars. I walk in, they're all wearing suits, and I start telling my story. These guys took my company. I need thirty thousand. I'll pay you back forty thousand. I said I used to be a crack addict, and and uh, but I'm going to do these home shows. I'm going to get back my company, and I'm going to help people in addiction. The guy, their CFO goes, "When did you quit crack?" And I said, "Last Thursday." <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in their right mind would loan a penny to somebody who told that story. Certainly not Mike Lindell. You know, forget the crack. Nobody would loan a penny to somebody like that anyways. It is nearly impossible to get a loan of even $3,000, let alone 30000 This is a joke. And... Uh... Four of them got up, looked for the cameras, and left the room. The other four stayed there, and they ended up doing it just because with, uh, but they end up doing it, and I did end up paying them back uh, a couple months later. But Everything out of the dude's mouth is a lie. It's a habit with him. He doesn't know how to tell the truth about anything. I'm convinced of it at this point. People wouldn't even, like, connect the dots on this stuff. I wouldn't have if it weren't for the fact that I watch extremist content after extremist content after extremist content constantly his depositions his leaked deposition between dominion and himself his guest appearances at various churches and conferences and everything else it all adds up to be complete bs all of it i don't believe a word out of the guy's mouth at this point like does he even like donald trump I'm starting to wonder if he's a Joe Biden fan at this point. He told me he likes Donald Trump. I'm starting to doubt even that. Anyway, let me know what you think about it in the comments. This dude cannot help himself but to tell lies. Mark A. Smith. Mike Swindle. Oh, that's good. Uh, Swindell. Mike Swindell. I like that. Must own a 4,000-acre oopsie-daisy farm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just picking those puppies all day long, right? That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. So you can jump in anywhere, and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.